Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. for the speed of light, the cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. faithful Indian companion Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations, and nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. There's trouble on the trail ahead. Ordinarily, Cass Greenstreet, president of the state bank at Dawson, Nevada, didn't have lunch with Saul Conroy, his head teller. In fact, today was the first time in ten years that both men had left the bank at exactly 12 noon. Say, Cass, folks might think this is kind of funny, both of us going to lunch at the same time. Nobody will notice it, Conroy. Come on. We'll lead over to the hotel dining room. A few minutes later, the banker and his assistant were seated at a small table in the dining room of Dawson's only hotel. Then Cass Greenstreet consulted his watch. Well, Conroy, it's five minutes after twelve. Nothing's happened. It'll happen all right. I'm not worried. I am. How can we be sure this hombre, whoever he is, will follow through and hold up the bank? Because I told him it would be easy. Who is he, anyway? Well, I don't know. Just a tramp I picked up in Pineville. How about Sheriff Tuttle? Did you get word to him? Yeah, I wrote him a note. I slipped it under the door of his office last night. Wrote him a note? Why, well, you... I mean, I printed it. He'll take the tip all right. 
Bet he's out in front of the bank right now. Well, I hope so. And he'll be primed to shoot. Because in the note, I said this bank rival was a killer. Then I signed it with a name that's a cinch to make him think it's the truth. How'd you sign it? <laughs> I gotta laugh every time I think about that note. Never mind laughing. <laughs> Just remember there is a killing. You've got to get to the tramp before anybody else does. Oh, sure, but you don't have... That must be it. Hurry up. Get over there. Now, Cass, there's no need I to... I said get... hurry. All right, I'm going. Everything depends on it. Dawson Bank has been held up and robbed, and if the sheriff has killed the outlaw, you've got to examine the dead man before anyone else does. Now get going. Oddly enough, the fears or hopes of Cass Green Street had been true. A masked outlaw had tried to hold up the bank just a few minutes after 12 o'clock. And it had been a simple affair because there'd been no one there except an old bookkeeper. When the outlaw had emerged from the bank with a sack of gold under his arm, he'd walked into the point-blank fire of Sheriff Tuttle's six guns. He was killed instantly. That afternoon, just at sundown, a small crowd gathered on Boot Hill to witness the unhappy outlaw's burial. A rough pine box was lowered into the grave, then the local parson spoke a few words. The crowd departed quickly, and after a grave digger had filled the shallow trench and pushed a wooden marker into the earth, he too left the scene. No one noticed a rather quiet young man who remained behind to stare dubiously at the writing on the wooden headboard. That is, no one noticed him but two horsemen who had watched the entire scene from a grove of cottonwoods not far away. One of the men was masked and rode a powerful white stallion. His companion was an Indian. It was the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Hello. I wonder why one man stayed behind. Oh, me not know. Maybe he's a relative of the outlaw they had just buried. Oh. Still, I don't... Let's go over and talk to him. Ah. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Oh, Silver. Oh, Scout, hold on. Oh. A masked man. Well, this country's full of surprises. Who are you? Easy, big fella. I don't want to intrude. Well, I guess Boot Hill's public property. You've got as much right here as I have. Was the man they just buried a relative of yours? That's what I've been standing here trying to figure out. Don't you know? Tell you the truth, I'm a little bit mixed up. The army that's planted under that headboard held up the Dawson Bank at noon today. Yes, I know. And he was shot and killed by the sheriff. Well, what connection does that have with you? Go over and look at the writing on that wooden slab at the head of the grave. All right. Hmm. Here lies Jack Potter, age 28. Shot and killed while attempting to rob the Dawson State Bank. May his evil soul at last find peace. Well, it just says that the outlaw was a man named Potter, age 28. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, that's what's got me mixed up. Well, what do you mean? Well, that's my name. You see, I'm Jack Potter. A few minutes later, in the Lone Ranger's camp... Jack Potter told the masked man and Tonto a strange story. I'm from the southern part of the state. Up until a few days ago, I was punching cows in a spread down there. Then I got a letter from a banker here in Dawson. It said that my Uncle Jeb, who lived here, just died. I was his heir. Was that true? I guess so. I've never found out. Go on. It said to come up here right away and bring positive proof of my identity. Could you do that? Sure. I had my discharge papers from the army. So I got on a train and came up to Pineville. Pineville? Oh, I forgot to tell you. The letter also said that because there wasn't any railroad running through Dawson, I was to get off the train in Pineville 
And somebody would meet me there. Did they? Yeah. When I got off the train in Pineville last night, two men were waiting for me. Are you Jack Potter? That's me. Well, welcome to Pineville. My name's Conroy. Mr. Greenstreet from the Dawson Bank sent me over to meet you. Well, it's mighty nice of Mr. Greenstreet. But I guess I could have found my way to Dawson, all right. Oh, sure, but I brought my rig. We'll drive over in the morning. Morning? Oh, it's a hard trip. You'd better rest here overnight. Oh, excuse me, Potter. This is, uh... This is Mr. Anderson. Glad to know you. Hey, um... I have a room reserved for you at the hotel. Guess we might as well go on over there. Sure, anything you say. Oh, by the way, Potter, I hope you brought your legal identification with you. Mr. Greenstreet will want to see it as soon as you get to Dawson. Oh, sure. I've got my army discharge papers right here in my pocket. Oh, then let's go to the hotel. Come on, Anderson. Come on. Did you spend the night in Pineville? Most of it. But I didn't do much sleeping. What do you mean? Well, the three of us, Conroy, Anderson, and I, had supper. Then we went upstairs to our rooms. Well, uh, here's your room, Potter. Anderson and I have to go up another flight. Couldn't get all three rooms on the same floor. <laughs> That's all right, Mr. Conroy. I'm not used to hotels, but I'll make out all right. Oh, of course you will. And we'll call you first thing in the morning. Good night, Potter. Good night. Good night, Mr. Anderson. Good night. And what happened the next morning? Things began to happen before morning. You see, I'd been sleeping out in the open for years. That hotel bed felt strange. I, I couldn't get comfortable. I must have turned and twisted for an hour or more. But I couldn't go to sleep. Well, finally, I decided I'd try putting my head at the bottom of the bed instead of the top. Well, that's when it happened. What happened? I heard a key put in my door. And it started to turn, real soft-like. I was wide awake, but I figured the best thing to do was play possum. So I waited until the lock clicked and the door opened just a crack. And somebody whispered my name. Putty? Jack Putty? When I didn't answer, the door opened real fast and somebody came in the room. But it was so dark, I, I couldn't see. Whoever this critter was, I could hear him breathe as he came over to the bed. I, I didn't know what to do. My guns were lying on a chair five feet away. Then as he came closer, I saw he had a shooting iron in his hand. And he was aiming it at the pillow at the head of the bed. I guess in the dark, the pillow must have looked like my head. Because the next thing he did was squeeze the trigger. <laughs> I raised up and tried to grab him. What the... But he had the advantage of standing up, and I was lying flat on my back. He swung on me with the butt end of his gun. <coughs> and that's the last thing I knew. When did you regain consciousness? This morning. I've still got a big lump on my head, but otherwise I'm all right. Now, who was this man who tried to kill you, you know? I've got a hunch it was Anderson. Well, uh, what makes you think so? Because when I was able to move around this morning, both Anderson and Conroy were gone. So I rented a horse and rode over here to Dawson. Have you seen either of those men since you arrived? No. Because when I got in town, they were having that planting ceremony over on Poot Hill. And whoever's in that grave must have had my army papers on him. Well, why didn't you go directly to the bank and talk to Green Street or Conroy? I thought of that. Then I figured I'd have a hard time proving who I am. Especially when I just finished burying one army named Potter. You should have gone to the sheriff and told him about it. I was going to do that, too. But when the funeral was going on... I heard somebody say that Sheriff Tuttle knew this critter was a professional bank robber because he got a note from the Lone Ranger saying... What? Say... What did you say? I said this Lone Ranger must have tipped off the sheriff. Did because... you hear that, Tuttle? Huh. Oh, what's wrong? Everything. 
Seems, Potter, that you're not the only one who's involved in this attempt to bury a man who isn't dead. I don't understand. Neither do I. But I intend to find out. Here, Silver. I think I'll go to Dawson and look up this Conroy critter. If he thinks Hello, he can... Potter. Wait here with Tonto. I'll be right back. Easy, big fellow. But what'll I do about this? Don't worry. You won't be alone. We'll both do something about it. Hello, Silver. Understand you received a note from me. I sure did. I'm much obliged for the tip-off. Caught that bank robbing varmint red-handed. Yes, I heard about it. Nailed him right between the eyes. And we planned him on Boot Hill about an hour ago. May I see that note, Sheriff? You you mean Why well, sure, sure. Here it is. Hmm. Dear Sheriff, a bushwhacker that works alone is aiming to stick up the Dawson Bank at noon today. I thought you'd like to know about it. Signed the Lone Ranger. Mighty nice of you to give me the tip. How'd you know? I didn't. I didn't write this note, Sheriff. You didn't? Then how could you know Tell that... Tell me, who was this outlaw? Did you identify him? Young buckaroo named Potter. Jack Potter. Sheriff, I don't know who it was who robbed the bank today, but I do know the man buried up on Boot Hill isn't Jack Potter. Isn't Jack? And I'm sure that Conroy and Green Street can tell you who it is. You mean them two hombres are pulling the shenanigan? They've already pulled it. Yeah? Well, I never did like them critters. I'll rustle them out of bed right now. No, I... Sheriff. I'm involved in this, too. And we need proof before we can accuse anyone of a crime. You say you didn't write that note. That's good enough for me. I'll get Conroy and Green Street. No. It's always best to let crooks convict themselves. What do you mean? Wait a couple of days. I'll keep in touch with you. In the meantime, I'll ask a ghost to help us. A ghost? Yes, Silver. Steady, big fella. Sometimes fear is more powerful than lead, Sheriff. Hello, Silver. Well, I'll be... If I didn't know he was the Lone Ranger, I'd swear that man was loco. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. story. 
After the masked man left Sheriff Tuttle's office, he returned to the camp where Tonto and Jack Potter were waiting for him. There he proposed a plan that would take several days to complete. Now, this is what I want you to do. Write a letter to Green Street. Pretend that you've just received his letter. Tell him you'll arrive in Pineville the following day. What good will that do? I'll explain it later. Write the letter now. Sure, I will. Where can I get paper and a pencil? Over in my saddlebag. Thanks. Atano. Uh As soon as he finishes writing that letter, I want you to take it and ride south. Uh, and where may go? To the town nearest the ranch where Potter used to work. Mail it at the post office there. Uh, me do it. Then ride back to Pineville. I'll meet you by the river just east of town. Uh, Here. It's sort of scribbled, but I guess you'll be able to read it. That's all right. Here, Tonto. Uh, I ride fast. I want that letter to arrive back here in Dawson by tomorrow afternoon. Easy, scout. <clears throat> me take letter. Come back to Pineville. That's right. And hurry, Tonto. Uh, get him up, scout. I guess I don't exactly understand what you're doing. It's simple. And that's the main reason why it should work. You and I'll go to Pineville, and then, day after tomorrow, you'll pretend you've just gone off the train. But why? Because tomorrow afternoon, Mr. Greenstreet will receive a letter he'll hardly believe. Letter for you, Cass. Who's it from? I don't know. It was the only mail on the afternoon stage. Let me see it. What? This is impossible. What is it? This is from that kid down south, Jack Potter. P Potter? Listen. He says, Dear Mr. Greenstreet, I am sorry to hear about Uncle Jeb's death. Regarding the inheritance and complying with your instructions, I'll arrive in Pineville tomorrow afternoon. Sincerely yours, Jack Potter. Oh, I, I know what it is. That letter's been delayed some way. It should have been here two days ago. Uh, but it doesn't make any difference now because I'm... Conroy, look at the date at the top of the page. Date? Well, sure. Dated yesterday morning. Can't be. It's a mistake. I thought you met this kid in Pineville yesterday afternoon. I did, Cass. Really, I did. I thought you hired a tramp to put a bullet through his head. The same tramp that was killed yesterday. I did. I mean, he did. I know he killed Potter because he brought me the army discharge papers that night in the hotel. And besides that, I heard the shot. Then how do you explain this letter? It's a mistake. Potter must have written it before he left and put the wrong date on it. Maybe you're right. Just to make sure, you'd better go over to Pineville tomorrow and meet that train from the south. Yes, it isn't true. It can't be true. Listen, I don't know what happened in Pineville, but I do know what'll happen to you and me if that Potter boy is still alive. Go over there, meet that train, and if he's on it, don't hire any tramps. Do the job yourself this time. You, you mean... You know what I mean. All right. I'll do it. Hey, uh, stranger, can you tell me how to get to Dawson? <laughs> Why, sure. I... Oh, I'm a stranger in this neck of the woods, and I well, thought... What's your name? Potter. Jack Potter. I'm on my way to Dawson. I guess I'll have to catch a stage over there, but I don't know where to find it. Uh, have you... Have you ever been here in Pineville before? First time I ever saw the place. Say, stranger, what's wrong with you? Oh, oh nothing. Nothing at all. You, you know, it's... It's rather a coincidence you coming up and speaking to me like you did. That's so? Yeah, you see, I I came over from Dawson to meet a man named Jack Potter, and I, I guess you're him. Well, this is lucky. Uh, what's your name? I'm Sal Conroy. Mr. Greenstreet from the bank sent me over to meet you. Well, that's mighty nice of Mr. Greenstreet. He sent word about Uncle Jeb dying, so I came right up. I guess he must have got my letter, too. Yes, he got it. Well, where do we catch the stage for Dawson? Well, there isn't any stage until tomorrow morning. We'll, we'll have to spend the night here in Pineville. Oh, that's so? 
Well, I guess I can use a rest. Oh, sure, sure you can. I've got a room all reserved for you at the hotel. Well, it's mighty decent of you, Mr. Conroy. But you shouldn't have gone to all that trouble. Oh, no, no trouble at all. Glad to do it. You see, Mr. Greenstreet told me to be sure and take care of you. So I'm just following instructions. Oh, here, here. Oh. Let me carry your suitcase. Thanks, Mr. Conroy. Come on, we'll go to the hotel now. Conroy and Jack Potter are eating supper in the hotel dining room. Uh. And Conroy isn't wearing his gun belt. Must be in his room. There's a store building right by the side of the hotel. You can climb up there and get into Conroy's room through the window. Mm. Why Tonto do this? Find his gun. Take out the bullets and fill it with these blanks. Here. Uh. Time to go. Well, here's your room, Potter. My bunk is one flight up. Couldn't get both rooms on the same floor. <laughs> well, that's all right, Mr. Conroy. I'll make out all right. Feel right at home. What? What's that? No, there's something familiar about this place. What? What do you mean? Almost like I'd been here before. But... No, I must be crazy. Either you are or I am. What did you say? Oh, nothing, nothing. Good night, Potter. Good night, Mr. Conroy. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah, I'll see you in the morning. Now, the only thing to do is wait. Pretend to be asleep. I sure hope that masked man or the Indian reached Conroy's guns before he did. So much alike. Uh, uh, say, what the... For a while I thought you might be a ghost, but this'll settle it. Oh. Oh. Well, Conroy, what happened? I met the train case yesterday afternoon. Well? And this kid, Jack Potter, was on it. He was. And who was the other critter? On the tramp drill, who said he did? I don't know. Those army discharge papers the tramp gave to you. We planted them after he was killed. They belonged to Potter. What happened to the kid you met yesterday? I took him to the hotel in Pineville. Then I plugged him just like you told me to. Are you sure? I'm positive. Well, I hope so. There's been a mix-up someplace, but as long as they're both dead, I guess... Ladder for you, Mr. Green Street. All right, give it a minute. What? Chaos. Chaos, what is it? Listen to this. Dear Mr. Greenstreet, I'm sorry I missed the Pineville train yesterday. I hope I didn't inconvenience you in any way. I've decided not to ride the train anyway. I'll come to Dawson direct by stage from the south. I'll arrive about 10 p.m. and go right to the bank. Sincerely yours. Signed, Jack Potter. No, 
No, it can't be from Parra. He's dead. It's right there in black and white. I don't believe it. I killed him. And dead men can't write letters. Shut up. You've got to figure this out. It's a ghost case. That's what it is. Jack Potter's dead. He's lying up there on Boot Hill. I killed a ghost last night. And now the... this is another one. Be quiet. How can I think with you sniveling like an old woman? But Cass, I talked to him. I ate supper with him and I killed him. No. No, I didn't. Nobody can kill a ghost. That's why he's coming here tonight. Quiet. Oh, Cass. Only one thing to do. We've got to ride out and meet the stage tonight before it gets to town. Ride out and meet... No. No, I'm not going. I say we're both going. But this time I'll do the shooting. Cash, you can't kill a ghost. Somebody that's already Stop dead. Stop yapping. A good solid slug from a 45 does doesn't care what it hits. You and I'll meet that stage. We shouldn't do it, Cass. We shouldn't do it. Quit squawking. Get that mask over your face. Don't want the stage driver to recognize us. Shut up. Here comes the stage. Hey, pull up. Pull up, Ralph. Shoot. Hold on. Hold on. Keep your hands up. Uh, they're up. Road agents, huh? Well, boys, this is one time you picked the wrong coach. I ain't carrying a lead quarter. We don't want any cash. All we want to do is talk to the passenger you've got inside. Passenger? <laughs> You draw another blank, boys. I haven't carried a passenger on this run for over two weeks. I don't believe it. Tell your passenger to get out. You tell them. If you can find them. <laughs> He's right. There's no one inside the coach. Uh, satisfied? I... All right, get moving. Anything to oblige. Get it. I can't understand it. I can we're dealing with a ghost, a man who's dead on Boot Hill, but his ghost is plaguing us because we're stealing the money that's rightfully his. Shut up. Get on your horse. What are you going to do, Cass? Ride back to the bank. Come on. Get up, man. Get up. Here they come, Potter. As soon as they get inside, you go up and knock on the door. Shall I carry the suitcase? Of course. You just got off the stage. None of it. Yes, I, I told you what we're up against. If you mention ghosts again, I'll... Excuse at the door. No, no. All it right. might be... I'll open it myself. Mr. Greenstreet? Who are you? Seems kind of funny that you don't ask me in. I've had a long trip. I just came in on the 10 o'clock stage. You just... Yes. I thought you'd be expecting me. My name's Potter. Jack Potter. Yes! Yes, it's him! It's Potter! The man I killed, he's dead! Shut up, I will not shut up! You're talking to a ghost! This is what we get for robbing the estate! I, uh, came to say about the money that Uncle Jeb left to me. Oh, you did, eh? Well, I don't believe in ghosts, so get your hands up, both of them. Why, uh... Drop that suitcase and get them up. That's better. Now, listen to me. I don't know what your game is, but you're not going to outsmart me. I'm not trying to outsmart anybody. Oh, yes, you are. But I'm going to plug you, so it doesn't make any difference how much you know. Sure, I took the money from your uncle's estate. I've got every bit of it. And now I'm going to... You'll do nothing, Green Street. Why, you... Come on in, Sheriff. Well, well. 
Nice little sociable party. You heard Green Streets and Conroy's confession, didn't you, Sheriff? Heard every word. Enough to send them both to the penitentiary for life. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. I'll leave them in your hands, Toto. Uh, Where are the horses? Silver Scout, outside. Good. Adios, Jack Potter, and good luck. Oh, wait, wait. I don't even know who you are. A lot of folks have said the same thing, Jack. But he didn't give me a chance to thank him for everything he did. He never waits for thanks, son. That's the Lone Ranger. you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. <laughs>